Welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast, a podcast made by women, for women, and about women. Three ladies from different walks of life tackle the topics that nobody is talking about. So buckle up, babes, because here, nothing is off the table, unless you are on the table. Hello, everyone. I suddenly forgot what to say. (laughs) And that is how we are closing out our season, folks. Welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast. I am today's host, Jessica Villegas, here with our lovely co-host of the day, Shweta Patel and Shay Rogers. Lucky for you, I didn't forget your names. That would have been just, I I think I just would have left at that point. (laughs) Uh, It's, you know, I've had my moments. Yeah. Um, We just just came back just to tell you guys that we're not going to be back for a while. Uh, we're going to no. be back with new names. We're going to okay. be back. We I keep back until we will be back. As a musical. No, never, ever. So it's we don't fantastic. Have a democratic process where Jessica is involved. No. It's fantastic to be back. And we are, yes, it's true. We are closing out our season. We'll be back in the new year. Um, but we are going to talk about something pretty big today. And how big is it? Uh, When I say it, you'll probably feel a little overwhelmed, but. Doesn't sound like the fun big. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about like the brutal depths of entrepreneurship and how It creates limiting beliefs for us as women and how it it really can impact the productivity and the like overall quality of our personal life. And also kind of explains why I haven't been here for a while. So Mm -hmm. I thought it would be important to talk about it. I share anything with this girl on a group chat. Was it just this week that I don't remember who it was one of us. I mix all of our brains together. Um, One of us was like, I feel like this chat is dying. Where are, where are all of us? Like where where are we? The two of you will talk a lot back and forth. And just like on the podcast, I kind of sit in the background and then I chime in from time to time. Um, That's just me guys. I'm the nerdy observer. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've all been off in our own worlds and it's almost like the season of Oh, that's what you said. Is this a season? And I'm like don't isn't there always a season? Like always I'm so confused. Season. It's like the season of everything culminating from the year. Hmm. You know, we're we're left with a lot of questions about what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Am I crazy? Right? Why do we ask ourselves that? Because society teaches us that we are for going after our dreams and for having big thoughts and big ambitions. But entrepreneurship is a grind. And I think that it's, you know, it. it She's people, dropping so many sexy words. I know. Like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it in general because yeah. I actually get to see her face while we're doing this. <laughs> we should just mute her. But people are real, you know, I'm the serious one of the group and um, 
for real, like people will look at what we're doing and they're like, wow, they're making things happen. Wow. It's an overnight success. Wow. They're lucky, right? They had all the cards stacked in their favor. A lot of assumptions go along with being a a perceived successful entrepreneur. But then even if you are successful, sometimes you sit back and you're like, wow, I'm really not where I want to be. Uh, this isn't the success I was thinking I was going to get. This isn't what I thought entrepreneurship was. So anyway, I just thought we would talk about that today when we close, as we close out our season. I really was enjoying you going on and on. <laughs> you do all the talking? No, I, I got a, um, a message from a fellow virtual coach just yesterday. And he was like, man, your content has been amazing. I feel like you're on the precipice of your business just exploding. And I didn't know how to respond to it because I have just been like, quite honestly, feeling the exact opposite. So that just goes with that. Like, you know, people perceive that you are one way, but internally you might be feeling the exact opposite. And I just didn't know how to respond. I guess I was just like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I've just, you know, been more genuine with my content, I guess. Um, you can't hear me. Okay, bring it down. Bring it, bring it closer to my mouth. <laughs> you know you want to say it. Just say it. Just put it in my mouth. <laughs> It's so big, I can't see your face. (laughs) This was my solution to the problem earlier where I was being blocked out. What are you doing behind the screen there? I don't know. There we go. Is that better? Yes. Um, And and with, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's never steady. It never feels steady. Right. You know, like... September, I had my best month ever. And then October was like crickets. And that messes with your head. It absolutely does. Because then you're questioning, like, well, I'm doing the same things I did in September. Like, what's what's different? Is it me? Is it other people? Is it the blood moon? Is it the is it the feral moon? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's entrepreneurship, right? Not every month is going to look exactly the same. And even for big companies, they have to constantly adjust their strategy. Um, I mean, I'll just say Target, for instance, right? Holiday season, huge influx. January, February, probably not so much. As a matter of fact, in January, February, when I was working in supply chain, that was the big return month. So you're taking in all sorts of backstock on top of people like returning the things that they bought. So you never know if you're a target, what's going to come back to you, what you're going to have to refund, how much of the holiday really was a win, right? So small guys, big guys, doesn't matter. You're all, we're all going to have those months. (laughs) We're all going to have those months, right? It's about um, analyzing our data and then finding what, was what was that tipping point of September? What made September so great? It's then how can you replicate that? Watching it over time, you know, and as a newer entrepreneur, newer entrepreneur, a newpreneur, a newpreneur, um, you don't have that data, right? So it's a shock. So now I know like my months, like September when kids go back to school, that's a hot time for me. 
December is not going to be great because people don't want to start working out in December, right? January is where it's at. Um, but you have to live through those months and work through those months and those feelings and those seasons to figure out that data. But the emotions are always there. And I think um, not just even on a month to month, but it's, I think we just in general have expectations that there should be a level of growth that's visible. You know, they call it like vanity, uh, vanity metrics. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm seriously realizing how much importance I put on them, not realizing it. But I think that like, that's part of the reason I'm, I'm very avoidant when it comes to data. I like big picture mm -hmm. and, um, you know, to the point where like, I don't like looking at my credit card statements, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, my big picture is I'm fine. Yes. Same. <laughs> I didn't buy that much is my big picture. And um, so coming into this world and, you know, sure, it would be great to have a partner, co-founder, somebody else that's got a strength that you don't have. And then you do that whole, oh, we complement each other. Um, but not everybody can have that. And so majority of people start out as a solo um, business owner. And so you kind of just have to deal with your in, in, inadequacies in those regards. And mm -hmm. so here I am being like, why hasn't, why hasn't that tripled in like, you know, size and revenue? It's been like almost two years. Well, no, actually, no, it's been just over a year. It's been a year and a half. Still, in my mind, it's like, well, if this was a good concept and company, we would have been already like, you know, an IPO. <laughs> what also comes down to those work geniuses that I know we've talked about outside of the podcast before. At least I know I've talked to Jessica about the work geniuses. Before. So I probably everybody, heard it through your joint mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody has their own work geniuses and not people don't have all of them, right? Like I am a, a wonder, like, and a starter, right? I am the creative. Like I think about what problems there are in this world. And then I like to create solutions, but then I hate putting things into practice and I'm not a finisher, right? Yeah. Oh, um, so I, <laughs> I really have a hard time finishing tasks, which is why, Having a team is so helpful, but in the beginning, when you can't afford to have a team, you kind of have to force yourself to finish things. Yeah. Which yeah. is difficult. Yeah. Right. And it, you know, something that you said a moment ago, Shweta, goes back to, and also what you said, Ashley, goes back to the reason why businesses are a huge investment is for the first three to five years, you're not profitable. For the first three to five years, you're gathering data, you're understanding your market, you're analyzing, you're creating solutions, and then you're finding that absolute sweet spot. And then you start to see the profitability between years three and five. Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing for a lot of people to wrap their head around. Because to your point, like, if this was such a great idea, why haven't we tripled in revenue yet? Well, there's a whole lot of factors. First, there's the networking side of things. If people don't know you exist, they don't know you exist, right? 
So you're out building, everybody disappears from the screen when I <laughs> because it's I will tell you. It's hard to like even hard. stack up. Your, your networking capability and omnipresence index is almost daunting. It's literally not hard to network. We just go and we say hi, we shake hands, we kiss babies, we make friends, we see people no there's no baby birth them and kiss them and i'll be like jessica i networked (laughs) (laughs) the mom doesn't remember it but yeah listen i'm the i'm the most introverted one of the most introverted people i know it's very very taxing for me to go out and network i think we all are extroverted introverts yes all three of us i what when i extrovert i have to introvert in yes, order to be able to extrovert again. Like I have to go to low battery that's mode. My, that's my book time. Yeah. But it's that's like hugely important because that's where people they remember your name in a room that you're not in, right? Because they've gotten to know you and then they mention you. Um but aside from that, you know, there's just there's so much that goes into that first three to five years of business building that people don't see. Right. So when you do get to the point where you start to look like you're super successful, everybody's like, oh, the cards are stacked in your favor. Oh, you're an overnight success. You are um, just lucky. But why are you still worried? You should not be like stressing out now. Things are going fine. And it's like, no, the entrepreneurial grind actually is never going to end, is it? And I think that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why we're in it. That's like parenting, right? It never actually gets easier, right? It just gets different. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe else... they start like taking care of you when you're a senior <laughs> citizen and can't wipe your own butt. <laughs> maybe. That's the exit strategy. You know, like people are not seeing, we're not posting our breakdowns Skip on marks. social media. <laughs> people are not seeing the feral Octobers. <laughs> Oh my God, just yeah, yesterday. Social media. Um, so just yesterday, I texted Ashley with a screenshot of what we already talked about. And I was like, do you think we should post this on social media? Like, it's kind of like the other side, right? And she's like, yeah, totes. I'm and just I'm like, spacing out my posts. I'm still going to post it. No, but I was just like, nah, I don't want people to know that I go through stuff. But we need to. Like, right. People and then she said that. Know. She literally said that. We, and I was like, like okay, you do it. Because, you know, more people on your wall than mine. <laughs> That's just because I'm more open about things on the wall. Yeah, I don't I don't really like to share. And that's another reason why I think I haven't been networking. I don't think I have it all together yet. Nobody does. You don't have to, but if you I don't know, you it's subconscious. Like I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Right after I get like my SEO optimized. And nobody wants you to have it all together. Nobody likes perfect people. Yeah, but there's like a level that you feel like even you need to attain to be qualified as I don't even have it all together. And when you're below that benchmark, you know, like you're like, or if you just like show up and set the bar really, really low, then people are like, wow, you're actually really amazing. (laughs) That's my networking tactic. So we aren't networking with, we're not, we're not looking for it. Net necking. We're not networking with the heads of like Microsoft and Google. We're networking with local business owners. We're networking with what's going on there. Dash farted. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Happened yesterday too. It must be what I'm feeding them. But no, I agree. I just think um I think it's that inbuilt 
tendency of perfectionism that you guys have been very good about overriding and I've been very good about indulging. Um, and so every time there's an opportunity to hang out, I'm like, no, 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 right after this. Or, you know, it's those check, bo- check boxes that yeah. you've talked about, right? Like, Perfection oh, I can paralysis. do this after I have this box checked. And it's also like people who are certification chasers, like especially in the, the fitness world. Like, well, if I just get this certification, I'm sure it's like in success mm-hmm. coaching and like in the medical world mm-hmm. as well. It's like, well, if I just get this certification or this license right. or whatever, then then I'll be better. Then I can take on more clients or whatever. But it's really the experience that gets you there. Right. Except in the medical get out world, in the court. Like you, you probably do have to have licenses to do certain things. True. But even then, they actually but throw you into residency. Brenna, not really. Well, Brenna is just – she's a skilled surgeon of the stuffed animal variety. And hopefully not I actually anything think she's alive. Be a taxidermist. A taxidermist. Yeah. <laughs> taxidermist. She's going to drive taxis and burn at the same time. She's going to yeah. be the taxi. She's going to be an excellent dermatologist that drives taxis. <laughs> and if you're lucky, she'll pull over and do a side of surgery on you. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. Okay. Part of your part of her hobby. Um, going to have you up Dexter's taxi service. God. <laughs> But let's take a moment to uh, hear from our sponsors. We don't have any sponsors, so we're going to make it sound like we do. I can be the sponsor. Um, Highlight. Coaching. Coaching and consulting. Not to be confused with coaching and counseling. We are not counselors. Got it. Wellness. A break. We'll do it virtually until we can't. <laughs> what? This podcast will be unedited because we don't have anyone to edit it <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I can edit it. Not that they're not going to be fired or they are. So if you've been listening to our podcast for any period of time, you've probably heard us talk about highlight coaching and consulting and Our team of seasoned professional coaches work with teens and young adults in the various facets of their lives. We offer one-on-one private coaching, group coaching. We work with the businesses and educational institutions that support, educate, and employ them. And we work with families and parents to help everyone in the family work better as a team create a psychologically safe environment and really improve their relationships with their teens and young adults to generate legacy change well into the future. So if you'd like to explore any of the services that we offer or get to know our coaches better, head over to highlightcoaching.com that's spelled h-i-l-i-t-e coaching.com to learn more about our team our services and how we can help you today so i think the point of all of this mumble jumble is for anybody who is an entrepreneur particularly our local winter garden solopreneurs 
and um, all these amazing women that we see just trying to keep their heads above water and take care of their families and take care of their, you know, personal lives and try to stay healthy and also, you know, we see you and we raise the guy a coffee cup to yeah, you. Yeah. You are doing it correctly. Nothing has gone wrong. Everything you're experiencing, look left, look right. She's experiencing it with you. And you probably should just be more on the court and less in the locker room. Absolutely. Get out there. Make friends. Like, Tell people what you're doing. Learn what other people are doing. Find That's new less chance of athlete's foot. <laughs> okay, that doesn't translate. I don't understand what you mean. Nobody wants athletes. But. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about the seasons of entrepreneurship, and that's just just the business side, and that's not taking into fact what we're going through in our personal lives at the same time. And trying our hardest not to let that affect our business life, especially when, you know, all three of us work with humans. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, we have to show up as our best selves for our clients and our patients and can't let what's going on at home make us be... We can't not show up. We can't not show up. up because our job is to help people be their best self. <clears throat> and that's hard. That can be really hard. But I mean, at the same time, how badass are we that like, we show up, right? Like, no, up. my God, nothing. And you know what? I can be having a super bad day. You have. I, I have had for the last month. And you still show up. And I still fucking show up. And I get off of calls with my clients and I feel so much better. Like, I just, I just really love my clients. Jessica's bad day index where it's visible to others is so much, much lower than ours. Well, I was recently told that watching my facial expressions is like watching an anime. So I guess I'm really readable. I thought that that would mean that. You're not because they have no, the same. They're stay- so expressive. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's no it. not reading my emotions. I just yeah. think maybe you only have one emotion that you're constantly displaying. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> there it was. I showed up to a Zoom call yesterday, and the coach that was running it immediately messaged me, "What's wrong?" And in all caps, I messaged back to her, I'm just not wearing eyeliner. <laughs> I, like, I woke up like this, literally. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just my face. It's just my face. Okay. I mean, we all have those days, though. I don't, none of us are immune to it. Um, I mean, a couple weeks ago, I had a great opportunity to have a couple really big speaking engagements, but that came at the sacrifice of the following week because it was so emotionally draining and there was so much stuff that went into preparing for those two events that um, I was like face down the following week. Of course, business still goes on, right? And at the end of the day, if we bring our rough spots into the spotlight of our business, it can create a ripple effect, right? And adversely impact those we're trying to help. So, I mean, that we just have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and we're doing the right things 
at the right moments to keep those energy levels up and leaning on the people to our left and our right, the women or the other business owners, just be careful what men you lean on because you don't know what you're going to come up with when you trust some men in the professional world. But, you know, speaking of uh, laying on your face, um, what? Oh, no, I meant like, you know, like she said, like, sometimes it's face down. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I was like, speaking of laying on your face or being face down, whatever. Um, did you guys hear about Tran Chiropractory? What's a chiropractory? Well, you know, chiro- okay. This would be the first episode I would have gotten away with without swearing, okay? Why are we talking about this? We should I was just, No, I'm just saying that they're, um, we're losing one of our small businesses in Horizon West. Yeah, we've lost a few over the last couple months. Some good and some bad. Yeah. I saw that um, they're renovating Winter Garden Pizza finally. Oh. Okay. Well, and on that note. They're not moving to Vegas. Like some who should. Goodbye. We're making this awkward. Let's move on to another topic. Another topic. What makes entrepreneurship real fucking hard for women? And uh, what do you guys want to hear from us? To get sexually harassed because people can't. Okay, sexual harassment is a like real thing to worry about in the world of female entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. Questioning whether or not your accomplishments are valued because of your skill or because, because of, of your pose. Okay. I was oh. going to, I was going to have a little more tact, but I mean, I'm I mean, a gynecologist, so yeah, you are a gynecologist. You can, somebody yeah. can get away with that. It's me. That's true. Um, There's nothing quite like someone dropping in your DMS who is a professional saying things like, Oh my gosh, you are so hot when you are on stage. I am so attracted to you. Wow. This is a professional. Yeah. And women. So the point is that women want to be respected and admired for what they contribute and the intelligence that they bring to the business industry. And they shouldn't feel like they have to bend the knee to other people in the industry and accept really inappropriate comments Right. I just wonder how hard. that would go over if that was like one of us doing that, you know, like, hey. Oh, yeah. No, that would be in the working out more than just your uh, PMS. <laughs> Profit and loss statements and your uh, butt. Yeah. I don't know. I work in the fitness industry, so it's a little That's not very sexual. Different. It's just more like <laughs> that's factually accurate, sir. <laughs> I have been. Your glutes to have, great. To have everything that you have worked hard for yeah. and relationships that you have built as a woman to have someone that you trust in your circle of fellow business owners come to you and say that they're mildly obsessed with you and they zoom in on all of your photos and they want to do X, Y, and Z to you is really inappropriate, you know, and if there are male listeners out there, you should know that just because other women might 
be attractive Might. doesn't mean that they they're out there networking and they're trusting you and they're they're seeing you as someone that is I don't know um, another professional and they're kind to you does not mean that they want your sexual advances. I think it's the fact that people are not distinguishing the the line that is very 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 visible to most between networking and socializing. And there's really a purpose to networking that is, you know, the agenda is very much something called professional exchange of resources, experiences, and potential for opportunities, right? So it's like dating, but for the critical difference that it's not dating. Correct. And so when people start using the arena of a professional network to then blur those lines or not kind of be accountable to those expectations of trust, of professionalism, of knowing that, hey, we've never met before and you suddenly now know a lot of what I'm working on and we have become closer more familiar with each other's, you know, professional world. And that is not an invitation for you now to suddenly, while this door is open for communication, violate that, that trust. I mean, let's call it what it is. The first time somebody says something like that, it's highly inappropriate when the line is drawn and they continue, it is sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if it's via text message or DM or DM, whatever I, it is. I mean, but this is one of those things that as women, we go through as female entrepreneurs, we deal with things like this. And it's, I mean, it, it happened to me this year. I'm a married woman. There's absolutely nothing that I have ever done in a professional setting that would send I invite, invite confuse, mislead. Correct. Sometimes I feel like you're, you know, you could be faulted for being not as inviting. Sometimes I'm too serious. Okay. No, I'm just saying like your RBF is, is, you know, almost up there with our RMF here. (laughs) (laughs) Murder faces on Um, But when you're, when you're faced with that as a woman, it can be incredibly shocking. And I'll say my experience with it, started with, oh, huh, are you okay? Is this actually the person that I know? Is this like you, right? And then it was followed up with a probably a solid six or eight weeks of absolute misery, absolute just sadness, maybe a little depression, lots of anxiety. And even though it didn't happen in a physical space, it was all virtual. It was incredibly damaging. And not only was it damaging to the relationship that I had with this person, but it also damaged all other relationships in the periphery. I immediately felt like I needed to withdraw from all networking. I immediately did not trust other men in my network because I applied that mentality of that one person to everyone else around me. And I still question it. It's relatively fresh. I'll probably question it for quite some time. Right. And it's a thing that we go through as female entrepreneurs, hopefully not all of us, but well, the other thing is like, you're a strong, badass woman. And, you know, even you at some point were kind of not sure if like, was this something I brought on to myself? 
and you start like overcorrecting your behavior with everyone, right? Like it's like suddenly you have to make sure that everybody knows that you're just talking to them on a professional level because you don't want that to be a potential um, for there to be a potential miscommunication with other professional relationships mm-hmm. when you've experienced this with one. And it's kind of, it just goes back to the same like sexual abuse mentality of the victim thinking that maybe they did something to bring this upon themselves. And for someone like you, who I find to be very strong and very like self-aware and self-assured to still feel that way, you know, that it just makes me feel like I I hurt for all the women who are not as strong and self-assured and like capable of just being like, no, that was not okay. And I did not do anything to bring this upon, you know, like for some women to kind of be there in this situation, like what you're describing and then think, maybe it's me. Like, maybe it's because I'm wearing these clothes. Maybe it's because I am, you know, um, I'm trying too hard to get ahead with my business and people are misunderstanding that as advances or invitations. Um, And that's just unfortunate because like, it's already hard to be an entrepreneur and then factor in being a woman entrepreneur and then potentially a woman entrepreneur with personal life of any variety. And then to already like be working on that, those limited belief systems that we already have. And then to then have to second guess yourself again, because you feel encroached upon by somebody else's sexual um, aggressions towards you. And then not to mention, we are our businesses, right? Our our faces, our bodies, like we are our businesses. And the way that you probably would have responded to that if you weren't your business probably would have been very different. different. Very yes. Different. Wow, that's such a good um, point. Fuck you. My God. No, you can't. You can't. Re- like, it's again, it's like that same you know, dynamic of abuser and victim where it's like upon the victim to have to now handle the situation in a manner that is appropriate for everyone involved. Because for some reason, especially in networking circles, it comes out as like, oh, you know, he's he's just a player. Oh, he's, he's just this, friendly. He's just this. But just she's good. a homewrecker. Or right. wow, somebody's a whistleblower for no reason. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is precisely why I didn't take that information to the wife, right? Because it's a married individual. I I just had to like take it on the chin. And I had to be the responsible one in handling the situation because we are both business owners. And where I feel like that's also not responsible to my community is I because I didn't want to create a situation out of it. Now other women aren't aware. Right. They're not aware of the um, of the risk. And there are a lot of women who are exposed to this individual. But well, hey, whatever happens in Winter Garden doesn't stay in Winter Garden. (laughs) Well, on that note. We love being the lines and roundabout. And talking over each other and talking without any kind of an agenda and then discussing multiple agendas all at once. That That's is mislabeled. Our brains work. 
That's our entire. Do you see how many tabs you have open? That's how my brain works. They're all important, and I can't exactly keep favoriting them. Exactly. My favorites it's list is longer important. than my, you know. Okay. Well, um, so thank you, ladies of Winter Garden and we gentlemen, the few gentlemen that listen, and thank you, gentlemen. We have a firefighter. We have a firefighter that listens. Actually, we have one person that's not in Winter Garden that's a male that listens uh, religiously, a friend of mine. Oh, no, not my ex. I'm talking about somebody else. Oh, Um, okay. I guess then we have two. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this episode is just a clusterfuck of a laundry load. It's a little bit of a juicy cliffhanger because now everybody's going to be wondering. Do you say cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. Oh, sorry. Wow. I'm a gynecologist. I can say it. I would never say that. I love being able to just say that too. (laughs) So it's a little bit of a cliffhanger because now everybody's going to be wanting to know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like I said, you know, what happens on our show doesn't stay on our show, if you know what I mean, bro. Also, uh, November is Military Veteran Awareness Month, and I'm pretty sure some people are doing a rock walk. It's also no shirt November. And <laughs> and no shave November. <laughs> no shirt and no shave. shave. And walk with a rucksack. What? Are you walking? No. Well, I mean, I always walk on the day when they have the ruck walk, the 22. But um, some people apparently do that all the time. Oh, yes, they do. Hopefully you won't see them on your walk. I actually recently think I did, but, you know. Anyways. Actually, well, probably not because they're relocating. Oh, yeah. Anyhow. Man, I feel like I'm going to need some major realignment in my my back, you know. Are we going to (laughs) go? I feel really disjointed from this conversation. I would like to not be violated. I was talking about somebody else. Oh. But... Man. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode, final episode of season one of the... Please come this- back. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> we will see you in 2020. Will- Try to be more organized. We will fail. We will fail. This is not going to get better. This is just how it's going to be. We still have a Facebook page. Um, Use it. Drop what you want to hear. Drop it like it's hot. Um, Like a turd. (laughs) We are going to have a fantastic lineup of guest speakers in 2024. I have a beta season. Um, And we'll see you next year thanks for tuning in to the mislabeled podcast be sure to hit the follow button after you finish leaving us a review till next time